it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you're listening to Investing for Beginners, then you probably care about money and learning how to make a good relationship with your finances. Everyone's Talking Money is hosted by money wellness expert and certified financial planner, Shauna Game. Everyone's Talking Money focuses on relevant, inclusive, and forward-thinking conversations around money. Hear about the money topics you need to know, such as ways to train your brain to reach money goals, why you should ditch your budget and start tracking your cash, and everything you need to know about paying off student loans. Simple steps to start investing as a side hustle, ways to invest in rental real estate, how to overcome money trauma, and so much more. With over 900 episodes, there's a show for any and every money question you have. I'm a big fan of Shauna's as well. She has a relatable style and soothing voice that takes some of the stress surrounding money. Shauna really speaks to the listener and never ends in an episode without actionable tips. I recently listened to the episode, Stop Stressing Over Your Money, a simple budgeting solution, where she talks about her simple, easy one, two, three system for budgeting. It helped me a lot. Are you ready to learn everything about money that no one has taught you? Do yourself a favor and subscribe to Everyone's Talking Money podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You're tuned in to the Investing for Beginners podcast. Finally, step-by-step premium investment guidance for beginners. Led by Andrew Sather and Dave Ahern to decode industry jargon, silence crippling confusion, and help you overcome emotions by looking at the numbers. Your path to financial freedom starts now. All right, folks, well, welcome to Investing for Beginners podcast. This is episode 154. Tonight, Andrew and I are going to talk about garbage in and garbage out. We're going to talk a little bit about how you focus and what you take in can impact how you think about things. Uh, Andrew and I were talking off air about some of our ideas of, of some of these things, and we thought we would share some of those with you tonight. So, Andrew, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, and why don't you go ahead and get us started? Yeah, definitely. So I think as investors, something you need to keep in mind is, and I hope I don't come across this way when we talk about investing, but in my opinion, investing isn't something you can just snap your finger and go and expect good results, Um, particularly if you're going to be kind of poking around and, and trying to get involved with the businesses, understanding the businesses you own and understanding the principles of investing you know uh, we're doing this for the long term we're diversifying we're we're making good habits and and depositing money and investing money over time these are all sorts of basic foundations of 
good financial sense, good investing sense. And so when you talk about the mindset that goes behind it and the thoughts, what comes in, your inputs, and then how that translates to the type of businesses you're investing in, I think it's worth the conversation to to maybe audit how you're doing that and understand that it's not going to be a snap of a finger. There is going to be some effort involved. I think if you want to be good at anything, you're going to have to put the effort into it and there's no shortcuts. And so if you can supercharge those efforts and make things as effortlessly as possible, that can do a lot for your end goals and and maybe reaching financial freedom one day. And so there's been a lot of chaos with media these days. Uh, I would say personally, I feel media exhausted and this hasn't been necessarily that intentional for me lately. I kind of stumbled upon it, but in the past few weeks, I've definitely been making it more intentional. And it's basically this idea that you really need to... What I found for myself is I didn't realize how 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 many things I was letting to come in to my valuable space and my valuable time. And so I don't know how much of this has to do with the way technology has changed the way things are, you know, back in the 1950s, you had the daily newspaper get delivered to your door, right? You could turn on three or four channels. I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. I'm just, I'm just uh, guessing how it might've been. You had your colleagues, your neighbors, your colleagues and uh, small circles that you would talk to. And, and these days it's like, Pandora's box has been open and there's a million different websites you can go on, a million different people you could talk to, a million different communities you could be a part of, and a million different things that run on autopilot without our realizing. Dave, you and I talked off the air about how you are considering deleting a couple apps from your phone. Um, Yeah. For me, uh, I deleted Facebook and Reddit. And so those are places where I was getting a lot of really bad ideas about the market, about stocks, about the economy. And so that stuff, whether consciously or subconsciously, it 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 affects your decision making. And so, you know, there's there's some there's been a lot of talk around Facebook lately with with Zuckerberg and a lot of things that we're all learning about it. Uh, one thing I've, I read the other day, it was saying that a person who commented a lot, like, I don't know if it was, I think they said a person who comments five times more than the average commenter will have a crazy majority amount of influence on the things that you might see on your feed or the things that appear on other people's feeds rather than just the average user. And so if you think about, do I, A, do I really want to hear what somebody who's spending all their time commenting has to say? And then B, am I going to let that guide how I'm spending the next 5, 10, 15 minutes of my time? And then if you think about all those little things that add up over time, 
and you replace it with something maybe with more constructive that can actually, instead of maybe distract you or give you the wrong ideas or give you bad information about stocks, you know, what if you had flipped it around and actually made it productive and, and found good investment ideas and really formulated good thoughts that led to good results in the stock market? I think those are things that are worth considering and something that I've been looking at more and more. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, as we were talking about this, uh, I was relating to Andrew a, a story that I'd like to share with you guys. When I was uh, in college, uh, I studied music and uh, went to school to get a degree in uh, in guitar. And I actually went to school to play baseball, but that didn't work out. And so I started playing the guitar and I was talking to one of my fe- favorite teachers one day and he asked me just casually, what kind of music do you listen to? And at the time I was really into jazz and I was really into the blues. And so I, I told him I listened to all the big names, the John Coltrane's and the Charlie Parker's and BB King, and Muddy Waters and all those kinds of guys. And uh, he said, he said, that's, that's really good. He said, you got to remember when you go to play, in front of people, what you absorb and what you listen to is going to come out in your playing because music is part of your soul, but it's also part of your subconscious. And so what you listen to has a huge impact on what you come out of, out of your music. And it doesn't need necessarily mean that you're going to be a John Coltrane clone, but it does mean that his impact as his music on you will absorb into your soul and it'll come out in your playing. And he was right. And he said, uh, you know, if you listen to other things that maybe aren't as productive or aren't as quality of music as the music that you want to play, then that's going to reflect in your playing as well. So he said, you know, you may be playing on stage in front of people and they want to hear John Coltrane. And all of a sudden you got Britney Spears coming out of your guitar, (laughs) not actually coming out of my guitar, but you know what I mean? And uh, it's not exactly the same, but uh, he was right. And, and it was, uh, it, it became very evident to me over, over time that the more that I absorbed the people that, I liked and that were influences on me had a huge impact on my playing. I, I remember I was playing in a club in Mississippi and uh, we were playing. And at the end of the set, uh, the owner of the club came over to me and he said, you, you like Hendrix a lot, don't you? I went, uh, yeah, I do. How'd you know? He said, I can hear it in your playing. And I said, wow, that's awesome. I mean, we hadn't played any Hendrix music in, in our show. It was all just kind of straight ahead blues, but because I was a big Jimi Hendrix fan, that, that part of me came out in in my music when I was playing because he was such a huge influence on me, and he, it just kind of harkened back to what my, that teacher had told me about the the garbage in and the garbage out. And as Andrew and I were talking about this before we came on the air, I thought that that was really a great opportunity for us to talk a little bit about how we take in information and how that could impact what we think and how we react to things. And I, I totally agree with Andrew on the, the media burnout with, you know, all the unfortunate incidents that happened this weekend. And then the, the coronavirus that we've had for the last few months, it just seems like, I know me personally, uh, I've been watching the news far more than I have probably in the last 10 years in the last three or four months, just because there seems like there's so many earth shattering things going on. And, I've also noticed that my anxiety level has skyrocketed over the last two or three months and that I've been more frustrated and that I've been more anxious and on edge than I normally am. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm getting caught up in all the drama 
so to speak, that's going on in the news. And we've talked about this before, and I, I have said this in the past, that the news, the, the job of people in the news, whether it, it doesn't matter what tint, you know, which way you're leaning right or left or the center, their job is to get us excited and make us want to participate in what they have going on with all the hype of everything that's been going on lately, it's caused me to feel more anxious. And so over the last two or three days, I've tried to make a, a, a more concerted effort to distance myself from watching the news as much just because it just, it, it, it for me, it just makes me a little more crazy, I guess is the best way to put it. And Andrew and I were talking about this too. And I, you know, when we're talking about the, the apps, uh, it's impossible. I don't care who you are. It's impossible to not to go on Facebook or Twitter and not be on there for half an hour. It's just, it's just almost impossible. And there, like Andrew was talking about, there are so many different things about those platforms that have things to entice you in. And it does, I think, take away from the ability for us to think about things clearly and logically. And uh, I personally go on Twitter a fair amount, far more than I do on Facebook, to follow some of the the FinTwit guys that I really like. And I get try to get information from them, investing ideas, thoughts on how they're thinking about this, that, or the other thing. But it's also easy to get drug into just mindlessly flipping. And the next thing you know, it's 42 minutes have gone by. You're like, oh, geez. Uh, I could have spent that time doing things like reading a 10K, reading a book, listening to an audible, uh, watching a video of Professor Damodaran talking about something with valuation. Any of those kinds of things that will make me a much better investor and a much more interesting person uh, will be more helpful for me personally. And I just feel, I feel more productive when I do those kinds of things. So uh, I read a book, uh, by uh, Cal Newport called Deep Work. And I think that, that I'm, I'm, I might have butchered the title of that book, but I know it's Cal Newport. He's also wrote a book recently called Digital Minimalism. And he's a very big, big advocate of budgeting was always a challenge for me. I struggled to find the best way to keep track of all of my money, not to mention all the time tracking down receipts, cataloging expenses, and trying to figure out what went wrong with my air quote system until Monarch Money. Monarch Money allowed me to easily see what is going on with my finances, helping me get a better handle on my spending, budgets, and more. It's my go-to app every day, more so than my bank, because I can quickly see where I am with my budgets and spending, allowing me to invest more and spend time on the things that I want to do. It's my GPS for money. Monarch is a top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash beginners. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch has built-in features to collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor. Invite them to your account at no extra cost, and they'll get their own login info and a joint view of all of your finances. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. 
In fact, Monarch Money is one of the first to bring you direct Apple Card, Apple Cash, and savings syncing with the latest iOS 17.4 update. Now you can sync your wallet directly for seamless budgeting. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's a top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com beginners. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com beginners for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I'd pay for vacations with whatever was in my wallet, but I was missing out on miles I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access? Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Kind of abstaining from technology, and he feels that technology tends to suck the intelligence away from us, if you will. And uh, not necessarily, but he, he, he feels that it, it, it does affect our productivity and he advocates things like deleting Twitter or Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, all those kinds of social media devices from your phones. Uh, basically just using your phones as a communication tool for your friends and your family and for work, even just to an extent of deleting email from your phone and that way you force yourself to concentrate on the things you want to concentrate. Now, I don't know if I want to go all in on some of his ideas, but I, I definitely think that the idea of, of eliminating Twitter and Facebook from my app, from my phone would be beneficial for me personally, because it would help me focus more on the things that I want to do. Andy, uh, when he was on our podcast a few weeks ago, he was talking about how he never buys a stock from his phone. And I thought that was brilliant. And I, I, I actually adopted that idea. I deleted my, uh, Schwab app from my phone so that if I want to look at my accounts, I have to go on my computer to do it. And I thought that that was a great speed bump. And so I think a lot of the things that Andrew and I are going to, are talking about tonight, I think are ideas that you, that we can adapt to help us think more clearly and I think be more rational and, also try to be a little more productive. And when you're talking about investing, it isn't something that you can just do casually. If you want to be successful at it, it is, and there is effort you have to put into it. And whether that's learning something from things Andrew and I are trying to teach, or whether it's from Preston Stig on the Investors Podcast, or Braden, or any of the millions of resources out there, spending the time using those resources will benefit you far greater than they will spending hours and hours and hours watching the news and getting wrapped up in all the things that are going on. Uh, Warren Buffett talks all the time about how he reads, 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 and reads. And I know uh, I'm going to embarrass Andrew here a little bit, but this is something that Andrew has really started embracing. He's, he's reading a lot more. 
and he's reading a lot of varied books and I'm going to have him talk about some of this stuff. And it's really interesting. And it's interesting to me because he's, he's rounding out all the ideas that he's been trying to put together. And I think the more information you gather from different sources help make you a more rounded a person, but it also makes you a more rounded investor because you have, you can pull ideas from different disciplines and it can help you. It's, I guess, a men, it's, he's building a, a lattice work of mental models is really what he's doing. I uh, just thought of that. Huh? <laughs> um, but Andrew, I'd like you to expound a little bit about on some of the things that you kind of discovered the last couple of weeks. Hey, you, what's the best way to get started in the market? Download Andrew's free ebook at stockmarketpdf.com. You won't regret it. I'll, gi- I'll give you one. And I think saying I'm building a lattice work of mental models is a lot more elegant than what's really going on. But <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll take that. That's nice. I really liked what you said about the difference between you know wasting 40 minutes on Twitter and maybe picking up a 10K and, and finding having some sort of productivity that could lead to a great stock idea or, or something like that. So for me, I used to go a lot on Reddit. You know, I talked about that was the other app that I deleted from my phone. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I had my, my, uh, day trading I was doing for fun and I didn't realize how much that was sinking my time away. Just five minutes here, five minutes there. Uh, you don't realize how much that adds up and, and really for, for no great purpose. And so I would get on Reddit and, and there is this community of people who, who are, are doing similar things. And then, you know, you read these success stories and, and then it's like this greed switch switches on and looking for different stocks and, and different things that it just wasn't leading to anything from a investment, good investment idea standpoint. Uh, contrast that to what happened this month where if I have some downtime, maybe I'll, I'll read an article in the Wall Street Journal. And then from there, uh, you hear something about the, you know, like intelligent, good analysis on, on what's going on in the world. You know, you don't want to put your head in the sand, but at the same time, finding out what are some logical breakdowns of, of what's going on with the coronavirus and everything. So maybe reading that leads to looking at the latest job report that you didn't realize came out a couple of days ago from there, really digging into the data and seeing some things that really pop out at you. And then that could birth the next stock idea that you have and, and your next investment thesis. And so that's what happened for me. Uh, something that kind of seems small, but something, I think it was Buffett said, you know, we, we talk about compound interest a lot and obviously it's a great thing for your money. They said, when you're learning things, um, knowledge also grows like compound interest. So if you're talking about little five minutes here, 10 minutes there, and kind of like, you know, this idea of building a lattice work, I don't know if that's, I'm going to assume it's something like a spider's web, but maybe if you're taking little pieces and, and you're starting to learn little little parts of different industries and, and you're doing like five minutes here, five minutes there, and, and you're learning from good sources, you're not learning from the person who's sitting in their basement commenting 20 times a day 
not even thinking about what he's typing about and then thinking of that as fact, but maybe you're kind of intelligently and with purpose trying to uh, really filter what you, what thoughts you're putting in and how that's uh, going out into the analysis that you're doing. I think that's really, really key. Seeking Alpha is another great resource that we talk about a lot. I've used it, still one of my favorites. But every once in a while, I just get dragged into the comments. And I need to figure out how to stop doing that. And it's just, it, it does nothing productive. And all it does is make me angry because I see what I feel like are the most idiotic comments that you could say. And, and they, there's no point in ranting about it. But, you know, there's just, there's a lot of nonsense that people will say. And it's clear to me because I'm well versed on a topic, let's say. It's clear to me that they have no idea what they're talking about. And it, it's it's hilarious to see how much of the same stuff is regurgitated mindlessly from person to person to person on things that sound authoritative about the economy, about the stock, about business valuations, any of those sorts of things. And they really have no sense behind them. And to think in the way that they're all parroting to think would be really bad for your investment results. And so there's a lot of wisdom and I think a lot of freedom that comes with kind of taking control of what you're what you're allowing to to come in from a technology standpoint. Um, maybe really taking a an honest audit of where your time is going, at least, you know, not to say you need to be a revolutionary and turn in your cell phone and, and go become a monk over across the way. Maybe you're just realizing that like for me now, at least I know, <laughs> all right, I just wasted, I just got into the comments again and then I slap myself on the wrist and then just try not to do it again next time, you know, but at least I'm aware that this is going on rather than, rather than wasting all of this time and essentially having all these ideas in my head that don't lead to anything or maybe even hurt your results over time and not knowing where they come from. And so whether it's apps that are, that come for free on our phone, you know, or if it's, um, I, I use Yahoo mail for my personal email and I notice that they're popping up news headlines all the time. And I notice how easy it is to get drugged down their little TMZ, um, rabbit hole, and so I, like when it comes to this, I think you need to be intentional. I think you really get what you pay for. I, I saw, uh, I can't remember what the topic was, but it was, it was some f- financial topic and a sort of analysis and it was on Yahoo. And then somebody in the comments said, this is the worst. Uh, and it was really bad. It was like very surface level, like, like it was as if a robot had wrote had written it and they just put some numbers out and they called it financial analysis. They're like, this is the worst thing that I've ever read. And like, I, I can't believe the state of journalism today has just gone down to this. And it's like, dude, come on, like you get what you pay for. Uh, there's plenty of good resources out there that are intentionally cost money. Be- and so they they just run their businesses differently. I'll give two examples. You have Wall Street Journal and you have Bloomberg. I subscribe to both of them right now. 
and I think it gives me a good balance of good financial analysis. You have Bloomberg leans a little bit left, Wall Street Journal leans a little bit right. And so they're not like super cheap, like a Pandora subscription, but they let you know what's going on. I like how, at least with the Wall Street Journal, they're explaining things to you as you go along. So if if you're not familiar with um, politics abroad or any of that, they're 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 giving background information and and they're kind of leading you through so you can understand it. And it's it's very intentional. There's a lot of detail to it and just a lot of intelligence, for lack of a better word. And the way that they structure their websites is not the same way that you'll find on a clickbait BuzzFeed. Their business model is based on having good quality, having a good reputation, and having quality journalism. And you contrast that to something else where they're trying to draw you in, You know, whether that's a, a social media website, whether that's uh, some news thing where that defaults on your browser they're going to have different standards. And, and so I think if you're intentional with that and you're not afraid to invest in yourself, I think that can go a long way towards making yourself a better investor, maybe not tomorrow, but over time. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful idea. I, I love the idea of the everything compounding on what you're, what you're learning. And I, I totally agree with that. And I think the more that you spend time thinking about how to get better at something, the more you're going to learn how to get better at it. Uh, I read a great book just recently called Ultra Learning. And the basic premise of the book is that you can learn anything you want. You just need to spend some time figuring out, hey, how to do it, and B, spending the time focusing on doing it. It doesn't mean that you have to quit your job and you have to travel the world to learn a language, but it does mean that when you are working on it, you have to be focused and spend the time to do it. And that once you do that, that you will improve on those things. And so if investing is something that's important to you and it's something that you want to get better at, then like Andrew was saying, surrounding yourself with good sources and using your time wisely and spending the time looking at the things that you want to learn, you're going to get better at it. It's just, it's just a natural evolution of, of spending time with things. You're going to get better at it. You think about what it is you do for a living and you think about your first day to 10 years from that day and think about how much better and more knowledge you have about what it is you do. And you'll just, you look back on that, you think, wow, I didn't know anything. And now, wow, I really know some things. And it's, it's the same thing with investing. It's just a matter of, of spending the time. And I, I think some of the things that Andrew and I are talking about, I think one of the things that you always have to remember is that the, no matter how rich you are or how, long you've been on the earth, the only thing that we all have a limited amount of is time. And it's the only thing we can never get back. And it's the only thing that we all have exact same amount of. And being, I guess, jealous of your time and guarding it very stringently is going to be something that will help you down the road. And thinking about what it is that you take into your into your life that allows you to become better is going to be that much more impactful as time goes on. And I think 
reading sites like Seeking Alpha is awesome. Uh, the articles are generally very well written. They're very well thought out. There's lots of information in there. And the great thing is, is that if you're trying to maybe expand on your circle of competence and trying to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit and you want to learn about something that maybe is you feel like maybe interesting, but you don't really know that much about it, that's a great place to go and read some articles about companies that might interest you and might excite you, but you really don't know stuff about it. It's a great place to kind of start delving into it instead of just necessarily going right directly to the 10K. Because I know for me, if I went to the 10K of, say, oh, some tech, super tech company like Qualcomm or something like that, I'd be overwhelmed. Just all the technology that'd be going at, coming at me, I'd been, it'd be, it'd be above me. It just would. And, for me to go and read an article maybe on Seeking Alpha would give me a nice kind of introduction to it and not overwhelm me with all the technology. And it would talk to me more about the business as opposed to necessarily all the technical parts of it. And it would help me learn more about it. And so again, that's kind of that idea of, of the garbage in garbage out. So instead of spending 20 minutes on, Facebook reading through all the comments about a certain topic, you could spend 10 minutes reading an article on Seeking Alpha and you would be that farther, much farther along on your investing journey. Uh, like Andrew was saying, the, the news that you, you impact that you take into your life is going to have an impact on your thinking and it's going to have an impact on your emotional state and how you feel about things. And so trying to disassociate yourself from some of those things, I think will benefit you in the long run. And one of the things that, again, to go back to that book by Cal Newport, he, he talks a lot about thinking and spending time with your own thoughts. And in this day and age of technology, I think that's one of the things that's definitely gotten lost is how many of us, myself included, can sit and not pick up our phones for 10 or 15 minutes and just think about something. And I'm not talking about meditating. I'm just talking about just sitting down and just thinking about something. It's very difficult to do. I've tried to do it more so recently and it, it can be a challenge. I'm not going to lie, but it, it helps. It, it helps clear my head. It helps me think a little bit better. It helps my emotional state. And I just think that there's a lot of benefits to going for a walk for 20 minutes for half an hour and not taking your phone with you and kind of disconnecting from all the chaos that can then go, even though we're more connected now than we ever were been, I think sometimes it, it, it can get a little cluttering. And I think that sometimes stepping away from some of those things can help you think a little more clearly and, and process any ideas and any information that you're trying to assimilate. All right, folks. Well, that is going to wrap up our discussion for this evening. I hope you enjoyed Andrew and I's conversation about the garbage in and garbage out. And I encourage you to take to heart some of the ideas that we shared with you guys tonight. So hope everybody's safe. Be safe out there. Uh, invest with a margin of safety. Emphasis on the safety. Have a great week and we'll talk to you all next week. We hope you enjoyed this content. Seven Steps to Understanding the Stock Market shows you precisely how to break down the numbers in an engaging and readable way with real-life examples. Get access today at stockmarketpdf.com. Until next time, have a prosperous day.
The information contained is for general information and educational purposes only. It is not intended for a substitute for legal, commercial, and/or financial advice from a licensed professional. Review our full disclaimer at eInvestingForBeginners.com.